I'm Amber Cook. Welcome to my podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. In this third season, I've taken the theme from season one, which was called The Holistic Healing Connection, and merged it with a theme from season two of The Dragonfly Connection. So now, join me every Wednesday for open, honest, inspiring, and healing conversations with people who face their own health and life challenges, worked through them, and now are on a mission to help you live a healthier, more fulfilling life. My hope is that at each episode leaves you more empowered and inspired, no matter where you are on your life and healing journey. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com. Find a holistic wellness professional and resources to help you on your healing journey. That's HealingWaze.com. What did you feel today? Simple question, and it's one I'd like you to think about for a moment. Pause if you need to. And about halfway through this episode, you'll understand the question's full meaning. My guest today, Laura Rao, is my friend, colleague, member of the Healing Ways team, that's my holistic wellness company, and my personal energy healer. And I'm excited for you to hear our conversation about embodiment. Laura's definition of embodiment is the act of connecting your consciousness to your body. Interesting, right? And if this resonates with you, like it did with me, you have to check out the four-week online class she's co-hosting with Carrie Craven, a longtime member in my Holistic Success Membership Program through Healing Ways, and a personal trainer and re-embody practitioner. This class called Embodied Alignment is designed to help reestablish the mind-body-spirit connection. Together, they will combine structural movement exercises, journaling prompts, and guided meditations that will explore your relationship with your body while reconnecting with the joy and fun of movement. It starts January 5th. The link to join is in the show notes. If you don't remember Laura from the first and second seasons of my podcast, let me remind you. Laura is an empath, spiritual seeker, and intuitive healer. She founded The Vital Spirit in 2013 and has worked with hundreds of empaths, helping them feel comfortable in their skin and connecting in this world. And I have a feeling she's helped way more people than she realizes. Laura knows the struggle of feeling different, misunderstood, and judged for her sensitivities. Her passion is empowering empaths to inhabit their whole self, accepting and deeply connecting with the truth of their being. All the links to connect with Laura and sign up for the Embodied Alignment class are in the show notes, along with a direct link to her HealingWays.com profile too. Also, if you like the meditation, you can become a patron on my Patreon page and get access to just the meditation anytime you like. I love hanging out with Laura as I always feel so empowered in our conversations and I hope you feel it too. Thanks for coming back again. Thanks for being here. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. I always enjoy our talks. It's fun. Yeah. And it's really fun when we get to record them, let other people hear. (laughs) Indeed. Exactly. So I just want to remind my listeners that this is your third time being on my podcast. The first one was during the Holistic Healing Connection or season one of my podcasting journey, um, episode 16, Thriving as an Empath. Mm-hmm. And then you op- you helped open up season two of the Dragonfly Connection. You were episode two, and that was titled Doing the Work. So I feel like what we're going to talk about today is like melding Indeed. We've already talked about for sure. (laughs) Um, But before we start talking about that, and our topic today is going to be embodiment. I want you to remind my listeners where you're at. Obviously you're close to me. So if you're paying attention, (laughs) you can guess where she probably is. (laughs) And um, also what you do to help people on their healing journey. Excellent. So I'm in Portland, Oregon, happily in Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. And I work with empaths to help them own the things that have always felt separated them from other people and have a different outlook that allows them to have better relationships and more fulfilling life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the energetics are around being an empath, which other people don't seem to have a problem with, but empaths need help figuring yeah. out how to be a human. <laughs> being a human. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's a little bit, it feels a little harder for us. Mm-hmm. Mia, why is your passion working with empaths? Well, of course, because I am one, but <laughs> I didn't figure that out until I was 33 mm-hmm. and in the middle of a divorce. And actually, I wasn't even divorcing yet. I was just separated. But it was extremely enlightening to me that this A was a thing. It exists mm-hmm. and that it matters. It makes me understand myself better. It helps me 
I don't know, align and show up better with, with people who aren't empaths. Just knowing that I'm, I, I see things differently allows me more compassion and to be able to see them differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this is um, having you on is really valuable to my listeners because I think that most do, I, even if they don't, if you don't know yet that you are <laughs> an empath, you yep. probably are if you're listening to this podcast. I would agree with that. Yeah. So yeah, it's very valuable to have you here. We're going to talk about stuff today that is good for everyone, but yep. definitely the focus is on those of us that are, you know, quote unquote, more sensitive. So we're going to, to kick off the conversation about embodiment. I want to first read the Oxford dictionary definition in case anyone cool. listening doesn't know. And then I'm going to ask you. So in, in how embodiment, you know, is in relation to our health. Oxford Dictionary says a tangible or visible form of an idea, quality, or feeling. Interesting. That is yeah. interesting, but that makes sense. Okay. Okay. What would your definition be and and how it pertains to health? I view embodiment in the very physical sense of being in the body. And I have said this for years, but in the last year have come to yet a new level of understanding of how I'm not in my body, <laughs> even though I've worked at this for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and I will extend that definition to say it's connecting your consciousness to your body. Mm, okay. So what do you mean by that? Your body is sending you signals about what it needs, what it doesn't want anymore, mm-hmm. um, what is uncomfortable, what is painful, what is happy, what is joyful all the time. Our mm-hmm. bodies are finely tuned machines and most of us throughout our life have disconnected from that information mm-hmm. and Gabriel Mate says all humans have two basic needs to be seen for who they are so authenticity and to connect and be in relationship and children will override authenticity to be in connection mm. I think a lot of people will but I think yeah to like fit in Right. And that this includes with your family. Mm-hmm. So when we override mm-hmm. our natural tendencies, our natural instincts, uh, there's a process that happens that we have to shut off our intuition. We have to shut off what the body is telling us in order to be comfortable in this new situation. That leaves us vulnerable as we age to health concerns, but it also makes life far less good for us mm-hmm. when we're not fully knowing what we think and feel about things, but we're just little pinballs and machines bouncing off of other people's thoughts and ideas. <laughs> oh my God. I have situations. That. Yeah. I've had that exact feeling when you say that I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's happened to me several times just in the last 18 months. Right. <laughs> Well, most of us live this way. Most of us live this way all the time. Mm -hmm. I think it's unusual to find people who are self-directed, especially from a young age, Yeah, especially when that direction is outside the norm of society. Well, and like you said, most of us live our lives like that. Um, You know, we've had several conversations. You've actually been part of my healing journey. And I, you know, even as someone who feels like I'm very connected and I know all the I know all the things I don't know everything, yep. but you know, I know the things to do, yeah. you know, heal my body, heal my soul, heal, heal my mind. <laughs> I definitely think that's how I've lived a lot of my life though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, as you are right now, I'm also finding out though, hmm, yeah. well, I have all these physical health issues that I don't know why they're there. <laughs> yep. A midlife's and- a bitch when you live this way for too long. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to talk even more about this, but I want to go back into a quote that you gave me or Mm -hmm. you said, and I'm quoting you and you already kind of mentioned this, but it says life has a way of throwing things at us that causes us to turn away from our own body wisdom. So you mentioned, you know, to fit in or with our family, with society, but what are these things or events? If you could elaborate a little bit more on that, Mm -hmm. that, that caused that to happen. I think I'll start with just an example. Yeah. Um, Because the minutia of this is overwhelming when you really sit down and think about it. 
So I'll start by saying, you know, I am 23 years old, out of college, moved to the other side of the country, have no friends, um, living with my parents, working for my father. And I meet someone who is interested in me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really assess very much if I was interested in him. And it turned out that we had a lot of things in common. We had a lot of interests that were similar, that we really genuinely liked each other. Uh, But I would say I ended up marrying this man, (laughs) but I was never in love with him. I didn't know that. Mm. I didn't know that. And two years into our relationship, I wanted out. He convinced me to stay. And the period of time, I'm going to say six months to a year after that decision, I spent shutting down my intuition because I had just a sick feeling in the pit of my stomach that I shouldn't be in this relationship, but I had agreed to stay. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know why it felt like I had, you know, signed a contract with blood, but it felt very like I had decided to stay. Mm-hmm. So I am in this. You can definitely feel yeah. for people, especially when you're in an, in one that's not satisfying when I was traveling at the time for business and when I was alone, it, I was just so completely anxious and outside of myself. I couldn't, I couldn't stand it and I needed to shut it off. And I did, I mean, for the most part I did at least as best I could Yeah. until I don't know how many years later we were together. Well, together, 10 and a half years married another two after that, but we, before we, the, the divorce mm-hmm. was filed. So in this case, it sounds like uh, the event was you shutting down, like you said, you shut down your intuition. You basically ignored your intuition. Mm -hmm. And by doing that caused you to disconnect from your body and its wisdom because you were like kind of putting a cap on that and like, Mm -hmm. you're over here trying to, you know, in a way compartmentalize Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it distracted you in a way from Definitely. the body stuff. Yeah. I was, I will, I want to give another example that is yeah. more body based. So I have flat feet. Mm-hmm. I am hypermobile, which means I have loose ligaments. Some people call it double jointed. Mm-hmm. I've always been, I've always had odd things. And so my feet are flat, flat, flat. Like there's no arch whatsoever. As your and, former massage therapist, I would <laughs> confirm that she is not lying about this. I am not <laughs> lying about this. So what that means is that my body is more affected by gravity than the average body because mm-hmm. there's none of those pieces of the body that tend that hold tension to keep our bones in alignment, proper alignment. So that means in my feet, that means in my hips, that means in my back. And there's no way I could have known what it was like, but I didn't notice the pain of it. It had become second nature. And I didn't know that it was something that could be addressed mm-hmm. because I just stopped paying attention. And now it is a very big problem. Yeah. And I am learning how to walk again. I'm learning how to sit and stand and yeah, I wish that I had not tuned it out. And it really was just a tuning out Mm because it wasn't crippling pain. Not like I don't notice if somebody, you know, stabs me, I feel pain. Yeah. (laughs) But there's things that we don't realize aren't normal. Mm -hmm. And so it's easier to not realize it when we're disconnected. Mm -hmm. Again, I guess I'm going to just use the word compartmentalize. It's like, then you put your body stuff over here. Yeah. Like, oh, that's my body, but it yeah. is really all connected. And I know that you even know that. I know that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah. it was, mm-hmm. was it a shock to you when you finally realized this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. The body <laughs> part specifically. I mean, I've had time to adjust to the rest of it. That's, <laughs> you know, I'm 50. So 33 is a long time ago, but yeah. Uh, the body stuff has been just in the last couple of years. I had surgery in 2015 on my ankle. That was pretty, um, 
major. And I've had issues ever since. And as, uh, as time goes on, it like, you know, hip bone connected to the thigh bone. Yeah, I know it, uh, it just travels around and I'm like, yeah. what the hell? And you know, the current issue is that because of gravity, because of the way my bones are, my pelvis tips forward. Mm-hmm. I never knew I shouldn't let it, you know, people have ligaments for that. I, my ligaments, you know, they hinge it, but they don't support it. Yeah. So I've got to use muscles to do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I'm sure somewhere you, you know, intellectually, I think that you knew that, Sure. But, you know, but like I didn't I, know that's what I needed. Exactly. Exactly. And the same, I mean, I don't know, you know, years studying, mm-hmm. you know, anatomy and kinesiology yeah. and working on people's bodies for many, many, many years. And I, yeah, you know, that's what they need. That's not what I need. Oh. <laughs> it's but, you actually, know, my soul is at, re- is at peace. It, that's right. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's possible for the brain to really connect in on all circuits at the same time. Like, yeah, we just do have to compartmentalize. There's too much information coming at us. But at that's the true. same time, I am fascinated by the ways in which we stay blind. Yeah. And I, and I'm always curious and it, Almost, I have never, I've never seen this not be true, but I'm sure there's a case where it isn't. Uh, it's always around pain, mm-hmm. avoiding pain. Yep. But that goes into, um, you know, disassociating. Yes. Which is, you know, also disconnecting from your body, which mm-hmm. happens for various reasons. You know, big traumas will definitely do that to people. And then, then we just sit there <laughs> like that for a while yeah. and, are told that we need to work on our mental health or, you know, (laughs) like, and you're still carrying around this body. (laughs) Uh It's true. And I think that the culture we live in is Mm hyper-rational, which has only encouraged the dissociation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your job, although they would never say this, is hiring your brain. Mm -hmm. They don't want nor care about the rest of your body. Yeah. And this is a blanket statement. This is a, this is, I'm talking about capitalism. I'm talking about corporations. I'm not talking about people. There are people within that company that care about you and they want your whole body, but I'm saying, you know, the decisions that are made about whether or not you're employed have more to do with your brain than anything else. Mm -hmm. Because we focus there, there is very little focus on the emotions. Mm -hmm. When we suppress that over time, we end up in mental health crises and who could probably look around the country right now and say, we are in a massive mental health crisis as a whole. That's what all this anger and rage is about. Violence, gun violence. Yeah, totally. Lack of emotional regulation. Man, I'm just, as you're talking, I'm, (laughs) I have this it's very doomsday and you know, I tend to go there. Um, <laughs> so do I. That, have you seen Wally? No, I remember it, but I don't know that I've ever seen okay. it. So there, I think I'm thinking about the right movie and this will be really funny if I'm not, um, <laughs> I'm going to research. We'll let one of your, your listeners correct you. If exactly. You I hope so. <laughs> um, there's this one part where they've all been sent up to space to live in space because earth is dying. And there all these extremely overweight people are just sitting they're just sitting in these recliner chairs that move them around through their life they don't ever have to work they don't have to do anything and they're hooked up to like you know speakers and virtual reality things and they're just going about their life like you know robots do 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 and there is really truly just like they're still talking they're still using their brains but their bodies are just totally these blobs doing yep. nothing and that's what i'm kind of envisioning yep. I'm like this can't be where we're headed and we can we don't have to go there we don't have to go there and you know it's funny because as soon as you started get saying that story i was like yeah but we also really prize you know athleticism we have an inordinate amount of focus on highly paid athletes so it's one extreme to the next though right yeah yeah but we don't really value that athlete's brain or education 
Yeah. It seems to be one extreme or the other. Mm -hmm. Yep. Very interesting. And it really shouldn't be that way. I mean, to be part of, you know, the whole health, it, it does include all, all of it, mind, body, spirit. Um, so obviously you're coming to terms with your own yes. <laughs> lack of embodiment yes. in the past and trying to get there. So is, is this what has you really interested in focusing on it? For Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because as I said, I've been doing this work. I've, I've understood the mind body connection. I've been working on it for a long time. I have felt confident in my connectedness. Mm-hmm despite having health issues. So that always in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, something's not quite right, but you know, we'll, you know, nobody's perfect. Kind of my my thought process. It wasn't until this year that I really started to understand how I use zoning out to ignore impulses from my body. And I was like, okay, so now reconnecting those pathways reconnecting the consciousness with my bodily workings and impulses Mm -hmm. has been challenging it is not I don't think it's intuitive because we are extremely adept at subterfuge meaning I fight myself the ego is strong Mm -hmm. it wants to be safe it has decided certain things are not in our best interest and are scary and might make us change. So we're going to keep the status quo, keep you asleep. Don't mess with things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it goes back to our primitive, primitive brains. I mean, we are wired, we, you know, to the most basic form to just survive, you know, this whole idea yeah. of like growing and learning and thriving and enjoying life is definitely in the whole scheme of things, a newer concept for sure. So, you know, it put, it takes some work. You're put, you have to put in some work to make this happen for yourself. So absolutely. As you said that something else popped up, which is, you know, the idea of thriving is a newer concept though, you know, pursuit of happiness is written into our constitution. Mm -hmm. That's 200 years old. Yeah. So I think that the equity that goes with, or the lack of equity in thriving is part of what creates the dissociation because there's a norm that we value. Mm -hmm. And when you, as a small child, all the way up to full adulthood, begin to notice where you don't fit that norm, people have different reactions to that. And oftentimes it's feeling inadequate and feeling damaged or, you know, other. Mm-hmm. So that also contributes to the dissociation, the brain, like focusing in a different way because it can't take in that knowledge. It's like, Oh, I'm not one of the ones, mm-hmm. even though on the surface I should be. Yeah. I had an interesting experience. I am white. I am a woman. I come from middle-class society. That makes me pretty privileged. Yeah. But I, I had dance teachers who would, you know, at five, six, loved me, just loved me. Couldn't wait for me to get older, to get into the, into the better groups. As I aged, I realized I was not living up to what they expected of me based solely on how I look, which was a pretty little girl in the mm-hmm. And they were excited because of what I looked like. And that theme has gone over and over. And this isn't, you know, a little sad story. It's just that I am not what people think I am on, you know, based on what I look like on the outside. Mm-hmm. I am neurodivergent. I have ADHD. I have you know, this empath thing that makes life's overwhelming at times. Uh, I physically, I I have never, I'll never be a runner because I don't have the body that can withstand that. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know a lot of this stuff at seven or eight, finding out most of it in my thirties and forties. Yeah. As we do, unfortunately. Yep. Would you say then that for a while you, which now, as I'm saying this, I can see why it leads to even more disconnect from the body, from that, you know, 
that goal of embodiment is that physically as you did and as so many people and especially girls at a younger age do is try to fit in physically that seems like it would even yeah. lead to more disconnect definitely yeah so wow okay yeah that's huge definitely. and that means that it's affecting yeah. so many of us <laughs> yeah and you know you brought up image and and women so mm-hmm. I want to say that anorexia is the epitome mm. of dissociation yeah. they have shut off their body is screaming for food. Yeah. Feed me. I need fuel. I need nourishment. I am withering away. And all they, they just shut that off that they don't even take it in. They can't even think about it because they look Mm -hmm. in the mirror and they see something that isn't there. I mean, that's a pretty just, you know, outwardly manifestation of that for sure. And on the other side, and what I've often struggled with in my life is the overeating. Like I couldn't even when it got really bad, it's like hunger or satisfaction signals. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just going to yeah. shove it in my Absolutely. face and shove it down. And I'm good. I'm yeah. <laughs> I am an emotional eater. The body doesn't want food. The body wants to not feel what it's feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that isn't always clear when people say I'm an emotional eater. It just doesn't want to feel anything. Mm-hmm. That often means good things too. It often means good things. Yep. When we have internalized our self-worth in a certain way, mm-hmm. even feeling good can throw us into a bad space. Ah, okay. Because we don't deserve it or we don't really know how to process it. So we push it away. Mm-hmm. So are there different ways that men and women are affected by this? I think all genders suffer from it. And, you know, men have just as many body issues as women do. It just looks differently. I would say that, I don't know. I think that we have high expectations of both sexes and both all of us will fail those expectations because they're unrealistic. Men are really good at compartmentalizing just as a general rule. You know, I don't know if it's brain chemistry. I don't know what creates these patterns, but they're better at compartmentalizing, which means, yeah, they're really good at not connecting in with their emotions, mm-hmm. even a little bit, they might be more likely to connect with the body than the emotions. Women are more likely to connect with emotions and not the body. Mm-hmm. Which again, I think, you know, probably does go back to just, you know, evolutionary, how we're, you know, it probably wasn't safe for the male to go out feeling his emotions to go out to hunt a, some kind of animal. <laughs> and mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the female had to be connected to the kids and to other females and to be a support for each other and at the, at the home cave. Indeed. So I know that you, obviously we've talked about this already today, and we've talked about it in the past on the podcast, um, that you do specialize in working with empaths, but do you feel like this is mostly or only even an empath issue? I think that empaths are much more susceptible to it, but it is not an only, I think that all humans are, because of our culture is so heavily biased against feeling things and disease. And I mean, disease by dis-ease. So we want to focus on good, happy, healthy people. That's, you know, culturally what we know how to handle, Yeah. you know? You go to the grocery store and you run into a friend. You're like, oh, how are you? Oh, good. Are they really good? I don't know. <laughs> right now I, I'd be guessing no, but right. we don't want, we don't really know how to take in an answer that's true. So mm-hmm. we've learned to just give that answer because of the reactions that we get to it. So with that level of avoidance of feelings and, and body dysfunction, Yeah, we pretty much are all susceptible to this, but empaths can't actually escape it as well as non-empaths because we are so tuned in to everyone that we see it. And then eventually we're like, huh, I bet that's happening in me too. (laughs) But it might take a couple of decades for us to realize that. Yeah. As you were talking about that, I was thinking of an example in myself, even of being disconnected. And needing Mm -hmm. to focus on being in that, you know, 
aligned state of embodiment is in meditations and or any kind of body work where they have you stop and focus on your body and you're like oh you know and if again if I was passing someone in the grocery store that same day and they asked how it oh yeah I'm good but then I've had experiences where it's like you go into a meditation and they tell you to focus on different parts of your body and you're like oh (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm not fine (laughs) but I went away on that whole day thinking everything was totally fine that's in my mind I was convincing myself and that's not really going on I do think that really speaks to the roots of our humanness. You know, we are thri- We are survivors. We are on this earth. And we have figured out how to survive through many different types of cultures. Yeah. And I think that is the instinct. Survival is the in- instinct, which means a lot of this stuff gets pushed out aside. Mm-hmm. But the less healthy the environment is, the worse it is for the people in it. And I think we've gotten, at least in the United States, into a culture that's pretty toxic, both environmentally and emotionally, Mm -hmm. spiritually. Very much so. So what are some ways that people listening right now could start to heal yeah. this connect? I, my favorite activity that can help open this up is to spend time at the end of every day 10 minutes, don't make it longer than that because you won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, write down what you felt today. Mm. What did you feel today? Meaning emotions, meaning physical sensation, what came up today? And an advanced step to this would be to say what was happening when I noticed this feeling. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because we have to start connecting the dots. Yeah, that's huge because everyone, I wouldn't say everyone, a huge percentage of people that have on this podcast, a huge percentage of healers and helpers that I work with or know, you know, even personally, Mm -hmm. it's all about writing your feelings down. I don't know about anyone, you know, maybe everyone listening is thinking the same thing, but when I hear that, even I being a former body worker, yep doesn't even think about putting my physical feelings down. Yeah, that's okay. Mind blown, Laura. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're complex people and beings. It is a, you know, I, I I look at it as I don't think I'll ever be out of work because there'll never be a done. Yeah. There's no complete to this. No, no, never. So we are going to get a big treat and you're going to guide us, me, my listeners into a guided through a guided meditation. But before we start that, tell us more about this online class that you're co-hosting and it's going to start January 5th, which will be just around the corner from when this episode goes live. Perfect. Uh, Yes, we, uh, Carrie Craven, who is a functional body worker and Mm -hmm. I are collaborating on a class called Grounded Alignment. And it was through working with Carrie that I have been addressing or trying to address listening to my body. Mm-hmm. Her body of work is unlike anything I've ever done. And I wish that I had known what she has taught me the many times I'd been in physical therapy, because it would have made that a far more productive experience for me. Yeah. She has her own body of knowledge around connecting into the different hemispheres of the brain. And I have been realizing the sort of mirror to my work in her work. So we decided to collaborate and, and get more into the mind body connection. She's a former fitness trainer. So she's always working with people to train or, or fix them in Mm -hmm. some way. And she doesn't often get the opportunity that she's had with me, which is, I'm very curious about the emotions. And she She's trained to guide people through the emotions that come up when they fully feel their body. And when they realize, oh, as a little kid, I used to do this and I used to run and have fun and I jump and then something happened and I don't do that anymore. And it's scary and it's something. And this whole course is about what did happen. You know, what was the thing? And we all have something. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, beginning to deconstruct that so that people feel less pain, more joy, and have a better older life. You know, we want to be able to get up from a seated position <laughs> as an 80 year old and, you know, be able to kneel down on the floor if you need to pick something up and get back up again mm -hmm. and walk up and down the stairs. And that's not always easy. And our body has a long history of why it doesn't want to do things that we, you know, even it's not always easy in your forties or fifties either or six. No, which is why I'm concerned about the 80. <laughs> right. So yeah, you're getting a, you're getting a jump on it now. Um, so that's what you're gonna help other people with in this class and it's all online. Yes. So you can work with anyone anywhere. I think that's awesome. I love that Carrie has finally decided to step in more into the virtual world mm -hmm. and Carrie will be a guest on this podcast in February, right after you guys are done. Awesome. So, um, she can tell you how it went. Exactly. So I, yeah, I'm excited. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll join this class. I don't, we'll see. Fun. I have a hard time committing to the, anything right now. Oh, I know <laughs> you have a kid. It's fine. <laughs> well, thanks for giving me an excuse, Laura. I, I like Busy. that you always give me that excuse. <laughs> Life's hard, it. man. We overcommit all the time. We don't need to overcommit. Yeah, totally. One more question before we get started on this meditation that I am really looking forward to. <laughs> this is a really important one too. Let's save the best for last. What's one guilty pleasure of yours that many people don't know about? Oh, I <laughs> love online gaming. Yes. I was hoping I, I know about this one, but I am an MMORP or I can't even say it now. A massively multiple online gaming person role play yes oh you you have a title i have a title yes oh, okay i it's, didn't even know that it is the epitome of um fantasy mm -hmm. and i like it because as an aries i have some rage and aggression naturally in me and i get to just get online and beat shit up it's not bad it's good and I've been playing since I started playing the current game. I'm, I'm playing my, I got my nibbling into it. So mm -hmm. we play for an hour or so every night and it's just been lovely to connect with them and, uh, and play and they're really yeah. good. Like that younger generation, man, whew, right. better. They're more connected in the tech world. Their bodies do things that I can't figure out. <laughs> like, right. There's some coordination to online gaming, if you can believe it. Yeah. And I'm not completely always that coordinated, but watching them, it just. Yeah, I know. Daphne makes, you know, um, iMovies all the time on our phones and they're like better than any I video love it. I could ever edit and put together. I'm like, when can I start hiring her to do that for me? <laughs> totally I love it that is awesome and she just busts it out you know yeah. it's yeah they definitely you know because this is how they grew up they grew up in this world tech's been part of their lives yeah for, since they got on the, came to this earth god bless them because I'm going to need them in about 10 years when totally. I can't figure it out anymore <laughs> exactly well I love that you know I think that's really good help let off some steam some healthy aggression I mean it's in all of us I mean you you know, yep. you're a peaceful, loving, spiritual person. Yep. You're also very human. And Absolutely. so I love that you found a way to blow that steam off and it's not really hurting anybody. Nope. Doesn't hurt anybody. <laughs> it's fun. It's probably good for your brain too. Yeah. These things have, have storylines. There's quests. So there's problems to solve and things to do. And mm -hmm. They just keep expanding them. It's it'll it never ends, which you know, nothing's better than that. It's like a really good television show that never goes off the air. Nice. Okay. Um, maybe maybe one of these days pick it up. See if my son can ever get into it. That might motivate me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So we're gonna get on to the meditation part. I'm going to be quiet from from here on out till you're done. Okay. Everyone take a deep breath in and exhale, close your eyes, notice your shoulders, 
you notice they are climbing up towards your ears. Just let them drop. Notice the space between your eyebrows. If it's tense, let it drop. Another deep breath. Feel your feet where they are, if they're on the ground, if they're in the couch. Feel your back and how it connects to whatever you're sitting or laying on. Now bring your attention to the very base of your spine. Currently, where your conscious is. Notice whatever you notice. If there's a color, there's a sensation, you don't feel anything at all. Now we're going to ground the body into the earth. You're going to drop an imaginary cord from the base of your spine straight down towards the earth. This cord is going to go through all matter. So the chair you're in, the floor beneath that, any floors beneath those, the foundation. Deep into the earth. And as this cord connects into the earth, I like to imagine a tree root or a tree root system. Very thick, pliable, alive. It grows, it takes in nutrients and moisture. This is going deep into the earth. It's going to connect in to the very core. And as it connects into this core, earth energy begins to move up this root system. This energy is very warm. It is calm, kind of heavy, like a weighted blanket. And it feels peaceful. And as this energy rises up through the grounding cord, it begins to fill the pelvic bowl. It moves it out throughout the body, down your legs, knees, shins, abs, and ankles. Now the foot to the very tippy toes. And this energy is spreading up through the torso, across the chest and shoulders, down your arms, elbows, wrists. Tip of your fingers, 
Moving up the neck. As we've connected to the earth, we've also pulled our consciousness into our body. From this connected space, I'm going to begin to focus on your feet and your feet to your hips. Just noticing you don't have to change anything. Just notice any sensation, any thought that comes to mind. As you focus from your feet your hips. And focusing from your waist to your chest. Once again, just noticing any sensation, cringe, thought. Now noticing your neck, shoulders, arms, hands. Notice your throat, mouth. Finally, you're noticing the top of your head and the space outside your body within your auric bubble. Notice any sensations outside your body? Take another deep breath. As you exhale, begin to wiggle your toes and fingers. Roll your neck. Another deep breath. And then open your eyes. Hmm. Nice. So these zones that we just did have different themes. Mm -hmm. So from your lower extremity, your feet to your waist is about C. So if you noticed anything, you might look to what might feel unsafe around you at the moment. Your torso is love, so it's it's physical love in this world. From the neck and shoulders, hands to the brows is expression. Mm, okay. So if you noticed any twinges or blocks, say in the throat, maybe you're having a hard time saying what you need. Um, or holding yourself back from saying what you need. Mm -hmm. And then the top of the head and the outer bubble is spirit. Mm. And divine love. So very interesting because I actually have this sensation like I'm kind of wearing a tight um, you know, sweatband mm -hmm. <laughs> type thing. So, you know, at the base of my skull and right where you pointed to on the top of my head. It's like a pressure that I started feeling and I still, I still feel that. So is that an indicator that I need to just work a little more on my spiritual connection? Or they're pressing down on me hard. 
I, I wonder if there's some resistance to fully connecting mm-hmm. that pressure feels like I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm That's actually what I'm myself. believe it or not. I mean, you would believe it because you work <laughs> with that part of me yep. <laughs> when we work together, but uh, that has been something definitely um, up for me is like, I'll work on that. I'm, re- I'm working on right? my mental health right now. <laughs> Totally. So that's very interesting. That's the first time during um, any guided meditation, either from you or anyone else that I'm having this feeling. And of course it would pop up when it's a meditation with you. So So, thank you. Yeah. Good. And I just want to say, you don't have to, this isn't about doing things. It's really Mm -hmm. about acknowledging where you are resistant to opening up or I think it's really about resistance suppression, like maybe where you're repressed or suppressed. Yeah. And awareness cures a lot of things. The the, the body needs far less doing than it does acknowledgement. Yeah. So acknowledging that you have resistance is sometimes most of the battle. Awesome. Well, thank you, Laura. That is definitely going to help me for the rest of my day. And I hope anyone listening will benefit the same. And, um, If you want to know more about Laura, obviously I'm going to share all the info. I'll share a link to the page for your grounded alignment class. So definitely check that out if you're interested. And do you have any, I mean, I don't know how you could, but you're Laura, so you might. (laughs) Do you have any other awesome words of wisdom to leave us with before we say goodbye? This can be a very stressful recognition, realization for people. Mm-hmm. And just be gentle and be easy. There's a reason you disconnected and it's all about safety. So just allow time. Don't rush it. And again, awareness is really half the battle. I think more than half the battle. Mm, yeah, definitely. I agree. All right. Well, thank you, Laura. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Our stories may be different, but we all have one thing in common. We're all trying to figure out how to navigate life on this planet, and none of us have it completely figured out. No matter what you're going through in your life, just know that you are never really alone. Come back every Wednesday for more inspiration and connection, and follow me on Instagram at the Dragonfly Mama so we can stay in touch between episodes.